0: And I've been putting with Hello. Today we're going to talk about why I trade futures. I'm going to start out with a little story. My father-in-law, God rest his soul, was a mechanic his entire life. He was really good at it too. Me on the other hand not so good. One day I was having a talk with him and I told him my frustration when it comes to repairing engines and he said it's really very simple all you need to do is know these three things. First an engine has to have a spark i.e. from the spark plug. Second an engine needs to have a free flow of fuel and third there needs to be compression so that the fuel can be compressed, and when the spark ignites it, an explosion happens to push down the piston. That was like an epiphany for me, and suddenly I was able to fix all my old lawnmowers, a couple of motorcycles, and various other odds and ends of engines that were laying around the house. Trading is pretty much the same thing, you just need to know what makes an instrument tradable. So like an engine, instruments also need three things. One, they need volume. There has to be enough people trading this particular instrument. Two, they need liquidity, meaning that it's easy for you to buy and sell whatever it is that you're trading. And three, you need volatility. And what that means is that prices move around a lot because it's really hard to make any money if prices never move. If you find those three things in an instrument, you have something that you can trade. Well, I decided on trading futures. Why did I do that? Well, first let's understand what is a future. So according to Investopedia, which is an excellent resource for trading, futures are a derivative financial contract obligate parties to buy or sell an asset at a predetermined future date and price. So in plain English, it's a contract for you to buy tomorrow at whatever the price is that you agree upon today. Well where did futures come from? Let me give you a little bit of history on that. The first uh, futures exchange of any kind happened in 1730 and it was in the Dinjima Rice Exchange in Japan, and it was used for trading rice. In 1848, the United States formed the earliest official commodity trading exchange in the West, and that was the Chicago Board of Trade. In 1870, in New York, the Cotton Exchange was formed. In 1877, the first official commodity trading exchange was established in England for precious metals, and in 1970, the Chicago Mercantile Exchange was formed. But futures basically originated from the agricultural markets. Let me give you an example. If you were a farmer and you grew corn, and let's say you had a just a banging year, and you just had a giant harvest, the price of corn would obviously be low because everybody had really great harvests. So you could purchase a futures contract to buy your corn seed for future years at this year's price, because it's low. And then next year or the year after or the year after that, if there's a drought or some kind of weird thing happens and the harvest is very lousy, the price of corn would go way high, but you would have a contract that would allow you to purchase that corn for a lower price. That was the whole idea behind futures uh, when it came to agriculture and those have since expanded. To a variety of different mark, markets. There is a futures market for currencies. There's a futures market for commodities, i.e., corn, pork bellies. There is a futures commodity for precious metal, gold, silver, etc. Um, and there's a futures market for energy, oil, gas, and things like that. So, what are some of the good things and bad things about trading futures? Well, let's start with the good things. Uh, Investors can use a future to speculate about the direction of the price in the future, obviously. So if you think prices are going up in the future, you might want to buy a contract with a price from today. Companies can hedge the price of raw materials or products that they sell to protect against adverse price movements in the future. So if there's a big, if you're a builder and, There is a huge amount of copper produced in a given year, so prices of copper are low. You can purchase a futures contract to buy copper at today's price, and then next year or the year after, if there's a shortage of copper and prices are way through the roof, you have the ability to buy copper uh, at this year's prices. That's called a hedge. And the third benefit of uh, trading futures is uh, you can trade futures contracts on margin. Okay, so it doesn't require a lot of money. If I wanted to buy a tanker full of oil, I could buy a futures contract on a tanker of oil. Uh, And it's much less expensive than if I had actually gone out and bought an entire tanker of oil to arbitrage in the future uh, for a higher price if the price of oil goes up. So it's just a much easier way to navigate those markets without having to uh, come up with a lot of money. So what are the downsides of futures? Well, since they are a leveraged asset purchased on margin, investors risk losing more than they originally spent. Um, And you have to be careful with that. Now, most of the brokerage accounts will liquidate your contracts before anything like this happens, but there are always those black swan events where people can't react in uh, like 9-11 or something like that and you would be left on the hook for the full payment of that futures contract as it was executed if uh, you were unable to liquidate it before whatever the event happened. Was, happened. Um, another downside of futures is if you invest in a futures contract, you might miss an opportunity. By that I mean, let's say you bought the corn again at today's price, but then next year, the price of corn went down even more. If someone executes your futures contract at that time, you do have to sell for uh, the lower price and uh, you have to take the loss because you committed to that contract back when you did it. So that's another downside risk. And then last but not least, Margin can be a double-edged sword. So even though you can use margin to make huge profits, it can also create huge losses as well. So you have to be very, very careful when you use leverage and margin when you're trading. And I'm gonna make that uh, one whole episode sometime in the future as well. Last but not least, let's talk about taxes. So one of the reasons that I ended up finally trading futures, and I've traded everything, stocks, options, the Forex, etc futures are very um, favorable when it comes to the tax environment section 1256 of the irs code says that the maximum tax rate on a futures contract is 26.8 percent so that roughly equates to the tax rate on ordinary income so at the end of the year all you have to do is print out the 1099 from your brokerage account give it to your accountant and it is treated like ordinary income on your tax return you pay the taxes and you're done whereas if you were trading stocks, you have to worry about things like short-term and long-term gains, and if you're holding a stock over uh, a new year, there's the whole washout sale rules. Options are even more complicated uh, and more of a tax nightmare. So for that reason, I've always chose to trade futures, and uh, I'm going to continue to do so in the future. All right, on to this week's market commentary and why I chose the David Bowie song. Um, We're in a pickle. There's no easy way to uh, put lipstick on this pig. Uh, Our governments have been printing money like drunken sailors for pretty much my entire lifetime. And now it looks like the chickens are gonna come home to roost. We have way too much cash chasing, way too many products and services, okay? That's the reason why you're seeing runaway inflation. And the only thing that they have in their toolbox to combat that is to raise interest rates. And they have to raise them way, way more aggressively than they already have. They raised interest rates a half a point on Wednesday of this week, and the markets went completely apeshit, okay? Uh, If you were trading the free swing trades, you know that because the prices of those fang stocks were all over the place for the last three days. Fortunately, they settled down by Friday's close. And uh, we ended up with a small gain, uh, which is very, very fortunate. Um, but uh, like I said, we really have a big problem here. Uh, it has to be addressed. The only way to address it is to really ratchet up the interest rates really high, to squeeze money out of the economy and to get inflation under control. It's gonna take years, it's gonna be painful. So fasten your seat belts, folks and get ready for some more pain. You should be looking at alternative ways of protecting your capital, okay? Um, Things, I always tell people when they ask me, what should I do? I say buy real things. Buy precious metals like gold and silver, buy real estate, buy land. Those things have standed the test of time and I think they will survive this as well. So. I'm not giving any kind of financial advice. That's just my opinion. And you know what they say. Opinions are like buttholes. Everybody's got one. If you like what you hear, please go to the website. Download the free Swing Trade Ideas for the week. And also, I'd really like it if you subscribe to the podcast. Both of those links are going to be below. Check them out. Have a great week.